What's going on, all my podcasters? Sieges on the Whistle, bringing you another episode. And, um, long story short, just made it home from work not too long ago. Um, went to the store, got a little bit of beer, got a little double shot of some Palma Sun, um, and I brought home some some pizza from work, but we got those little Detroit-style cup pepperonis, you know, the little small cup pepperoni. Fucking delicious. Love those little cup pepperonis. So, anywho. I'm off work tomorrow. I'm going to end up going over to my mother's, spending time with her. Ooh. Ah, baby. <clears throat> a little bit of Palma Sun. I love that with some Pepsi. That reminds me of a good friend of mine that just died recently. His name was Roosevelt. Um, that was one of the last things that me and him drank. No, I think it was actually... Uh, it might have been E&J, I don't know. Anywho... I've had my best friend that I used to work with got that got shot. He died on August eighteenth, uh, I do believe. And then uh, my grandmother just died uh, a couple days ago. So I've uh, lost I uh, lost contact with one of my best friends that I used to be friends with. And then there was another friend that I was friends with that was stealing from me and shit, and I had to cut him out of my life. So, <clears throat> got a lot of shit that I've been dealing with lately. So, anywho, today was uh, a pretty good day, I think. Uh, it was really hectic, it was really long. Glad I got some time off tomorrow, but um, I've been spending, uh, find myself quite often thinking about e-bikes lately, and I've already got two bikes that are, you know, normal uh, chain-driven that you have to pedal, but I can't get rid of them. I can't find myself to get rid of them because they're just worth too much money. And chances are whoever I'm going to give it to isn't going to treat it right. Um, and it's just a one-of-a-kind bike, especially my vintage uh, early 80s Cannondale that I have. But I just want a bike that I can cruise around town on, you know, and not have to necessarily kill myself getting to and from work. You know, because um, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie, you know, especially in the summertime, it is really hot, it is really, you know, there's days when you're tired, you're worn out, worked for a whole week straight, and you don't feel like pedaling, you know, and then there's many days where you can still pedal and get your exercise, but uh, you don't have to pedal as hard, you know. Depending on what kind of 
mode you have it on. Anywho, you'll be really surprised at how many different kinds of e-bikes there are out there and, uh, you know, different pricings on it and different packages for them and different size batteries and, you know, this one has gears that you can shift with it and the other ones don't. I mean, there's so many different options and uh, possibilities. But for the most part, they're all about $2,000. Now, I have been able to find some on sale for like $1,500 or whatever, but you get what you pay for. The batteries aren't necessarily as big. The motors and the tires aren't as powerful. So, again, you get what you pay for. I want something that's going to be pretty robust. Something that's going to last me a while, you know, I get at least 50 miles to a charge. And that way I can ride it to and from in the wintertime, springtime. You know, I want to be able to buy, hopefully be able to find one where you can buy extra batteries for it. And just in case that one, you know, goes kaput, I can replace it. i probably just buy two batteries to begin with. But, um, so yeah, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about... Well, this one sounds nice, and this one looks good, and it's been really hard for me to make up my mind. So, I guess the first thing is, first, is I gotta save up the money to actually buy the shit. Shot time. Do another shot. Ooh. Damn, Sam. Holy shit. That's just strong. So yeah, I mean, um, my grandmother, she had died and um, supposed to go this next Saturday in about a few days. We're going to go put her in the ground, which is actually in a small town, a rural town that's about 30 minutes away, I do believe. My grandfather is already laid to rest there and he's got a plot, so... It's very difficult for me to get out there since I don't have a vehicle. So it's going to suck, you know, not being able to go and visit them. And uh, I can't tell you the last time I got to see my grandfather's grave. Um, this will be the first time that I've seen it since, I think, 2008. So it's been a very long time since I've got to see my grandfather, too. And I kind of want to have some alone time out there for that reason supposedly it's it's she didn't want to have a memorial or a funeral or anything she didn't want to have people gathered around and um, I guess there's gonna be a few people gathered around out there you know um, but yeah I've been getting through it I've been getting through, you know, like I said, the death of my grandmother. I've been getting through the fact that things change, people change, life goes on. Um, I've been just trying to kind of deal with that. So, uh, things aren't always going to be sunshines and rainbows, you know what I mean? You're going to have your high points. You're going to have your low points. 
And it's really up to you on how you deal with that shit whenever it hits you and, you know, how it affects you and everything. Um, because if you can just, like I said, if you've gotten as good as I have at blocking things out, then it's just in one ear and out the other. Except uh, with, my, with my grandmother dying, uh, it was the same day that a family friend had... It was his birthday, and he recently died as well, uh, Randy. And um, so, you know, everybody's been dying lately. And um, I've always had this this fear of dying. And I just feel like, you know, everybody's dying around me. And I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say it, but I'm pretty... You know, it just feels like my time is coming soon. Sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I could live to be 100 years old. Some days I wake up and say, I'm lucky, you know. Um, I don't watch what I eat. I am, I've been stressed out for many, many years. I haven't had a vacation in over 10 years. And they say that if you don't take a vacation every year, your risk of heart attack goes up by like 33%. Something like that. Plus, you know, I smoke, I drink, I don't watch what the fuck I eat. But, you know, I just live my life the way that uh, I want to live it. You know, live it to the fullest, I enjoy it the most that I can, because you never know when... Tomorrow, you know, you're going to, if you're going to die in your sleep or not, or if you're going to get shot riding your bike home, or, you know, you just never know. Have a massive heart attack or something. I just, uh, you know, it's been a lot for me to take in. Still kind of in shock. Uh, not a lot of people to talk to that I can relate with, you know. Um, plus, like I said, I, I gotta go to work and deal with fucking dumbass shit every day still. I don't get any paid grievance off, which I think is terrible. <clears throat> Anywho. So tomorrow, like I said, I'm going to try and wake up. I'm going to uh, go over to my mom's house. We're going to have some coffee together. Uh, kind of keep each other company, you know. Uh, and take it one day at a time. And hopefully nothing else goes wrong in between now and then, you know. It's going to take me a little bit of time to, uh, to be able to just stop thinking about this or where it's not bothering me as much. I know a lot of people, you know, say that she was old, she lived a good life, blah, 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 but what's the difference, you know, when you see people live to be 105, 
You know, and then you see people that die at 87. What is... <coughs> Sorry. What is the underlying factors that got those people to live 10 years more or 20 years more? You know, because somebody lives to be 87, it's still pretty healthy. You know, somebody that lives to be 105, it's like, man, what the fuck were you eating? What were you doing? Everybody wants to know the secret to stay alive forever. I truly, honestly believe that the secret to staying alive forever is to eat, but not eat a lot. Maybe only eat like once a day. <coughs> Damn. They say that the more food that you eat, the more it takes years off of your life and so on and so forth, but if you fast, if you do like intermittent fasting and stuff, that it makes you live longer. Keeps you your body levels at a good, you know, to where you're not obese and everything too. So, um, they say a lot of shit. They say a lot of shit makes you live longer. Not being as stressed. Um, drinking good water instead of tap water. notice a lot of people a lot of older people they grew up on well water and shit they weren't even hooked up to municipal water source back when they were growing up shot time Ugh. damn damn Sam shit I'm not gonna lie um so you know um it was really kind of heartbreaking for me looking back at it it kind of reminded me of something out of a movie and my mother, like I said, she called me up and told me that she was dead. She had passed. She had just taken her last breaths. And nobody told me that she was taking her last breaths until the last minute, until it was too late. <clears throat> so anyways, I get over there. She's laying in the bed. And she's, she's dead. I mean, I was a CNA for a little while, and I know what somebody looks like when they're dead. And... I didn't even have to take her pulse or anything to know that she was dead. The way that her mouth was fixed and kind of hanging open, I just knew that she was, you know. And uh, so they were talking about how she was having the death rattles and shit and how she was making noises after she was still dead, you know. And I didn't hear any. I sat next to her, uh, sobbed on her chest for a little bit and kissed her forehead and whatnot, and I didn't hear any noises coming from her, but, um, it was really at that moment, whenever I was sobbing and, and whispering in her ear and everything, it was at that moment where I realized that I was helpless, I was, um, there was nothing I could do to change the way that things are, and I felt helpless, I felt, um, like something was taken away from me and I couldn't do anything about it.
and you know you hear about people that say it all the time but they always say you know I wish I can go back five years or whatever <clears throat> it's the truth it's the truth man I wish I could go back to whenever I was a kid when all I had to worry about was riding a bicycle around the neighborhood and didn't have to worry about working or nothing. And it's crazy. It's crazy to see somebody that is such a uh, uh, icon of the family, uh, moral, you know, one of the last pieces of moral fabric left of the family that gets snuffed out. It's not very... You know, even though you know the time's coming, there's not really a lot you can do to prepare for it. You know, uh, for the for the last month, for the last two weeks that she was alive, I, I had tried my hardest to uh, be as strong as I could, uh, not let it really bother me or let it show that it was bothering me. But it really did deep down inside, so to watch her waste away like that she went from looking pretty good a month or two ago to looking completely terrible so, uh, but that's the way she wanted it, that's the way she wanted to go uh, and I'm glad that she's not suffering anymore, I know you hear that all the time, but she, she really did look truly miserable in her last week of, of life, so she was getting to the point where she didn't even know where the hell she was at, almost, you know, so I don't know, it's just, it's, I know it's part of na a natural part of life, but it's still, it sucks. This woman was, um, this woman was the one that was responsible for adopting my mother when my mother was, uh, pretty much abandoned in an attic with her two sisters. My grandmother just left her in an attic, my real grandmother, and then Phyllis which is who I call my grandmother now, the one that just passed, she was the one that showed up and adopted my mother, took her out of that terrible scenario. My mom talks about, you know, growing up, she, her and my grandmother, uh, her adoptive grandmother used to get into arguments all the time, and she used to treat her like crap, and blah, 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 and, Tell her, just be thankful she got you out of that fucking mess. You know, um, it's crazy. If, if that woman wasn't alive, my grandmother that just passed, if she wasn't alive, who knows how my mother would have ended up. You know, we probably wouldn't even be living in this state. We'd probably still be in North Carolina, so... Who knows? Who knows? But 
I'll never forget all the little quirks about her and the smell of her perfume and how she always liked to go out to breakfast and she had this one particular cafe that I like to go to and uh, I haven't been there in years but I think I'm going to stop in there um, just so I can have breakfast for, you know one last time and uh, you know she was really kind of eccentric she had her own habits and her own the way she liked to eat her own food and stuff she uh <clears throat> she liked poached eggs that was one of her favorite things to eat was poached eggs she loved her toast and eggs you know um just weird stuff you know she she would she would use a whole stick of butter on shit she didn't watch her cholesterol at all she just loved her butter maybe that's why she died at 87 instead of 92 or you know but uh it just makes me realize how short life is you know just think about it 50 years from now i can be dead i can you know and it makes me think about you know what the fuck what are we what are we put on this planet for Sometimes I think that. Sometimes I'm like, what's the fucking point? And, uh, you know, to sit here and live and, uh, struggle and go through pain for what? You know, I mean, eventually you're just gonna die and be put in the ground. Some days I look at life like that. It's like, what the fuck's the point? What's the point, you know, because 20 years from now, 30, 40 years from now, you can be dead. So what's the point in living now? And then there's many other days where I say, cut that shit out, you know, and you start being more positive. Start living in the moment for today. And it's been a, uh, it's been a roller coaster ride here lately. It's been a lot of ups and downs. So it's going to take some time. So, uh, you know, I, I really um, believe that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And this is one of those examples. When you don't have anybody to talk to, and you're at your lowest, and you have so much to deal with, some, some stuff that's so heavy, you know, you have no other option than to just deal with it. And it's going to make you stronger, believe me. I can remember at a very young age, uh, when my dad's mother died, when my first grandmother died, I was probably about five years old, maybe. No, it's probably a little older, like nine, maybe eight, I don't know. But my grandfather died when I was about four. And I only remember, like, parts of whenever he was alive on my dad's side. But man, was he a fucking uh, firm but fair guy. He was strict. He'd put the fucking fear into your ass. But 
He was also a hard-working guy that grew up on a farm. Uh, he didn't put up with any bullshit. And, uh, you know, like I said, when, when my grandmother died on my dad's side and then my aunt Edith died, I was, I was really young. And I can remember at the funerals and stuff, I don't know if it was because I didn't really understand what was going on, but I didn't really cry all that much. I mean, I kind of sobbed a little bit, but it didn't really seem to get to me whenever I was younger. But now, like I said, I've had about three different people that have died in the past month, and it's just crumbling me from the inside out. It's terrible. In a lot of cases, you sit there and you go through denial, and you say, you know, well, I, if I would have been there, I could have helped, and, you know, shit like that, but... Nine times out of ten, there's nothing you could have done. So. That being said. I hope I make it to be 87 years old. I hope I at least make it to that. And I hope that whenever I die, that I have somebody that's around me. And that I don't die alone. And that I have somebody that I can leave all my shit to. If I don't have any kids. Somebody I can actually trust. Somebody who actually deserves it. You know, because if if not, then I'm going to write out my will. And it's going to be <laughs> pretty much just given to homeless people. That's That's... That's my wish. Like, if I don't have any children or family that I can actually trust to leave my shit to, just give it to people who actually deserve it, who actually need it. You know, that might be homeless, it might be struggling, or whatever. I don't want it to just be forfeited to the state and, you know, or thrown away or whatever. It's really important that you write a will out, honestly. Because, you never, like I said, you never know when it's going to happen. You can have an accident out on vacation, have a doom buggy that collapses on top of you or something, and you don't have a, a will written out, then it's just going to be whatever your wife says. If you have a wife. It's going to be whatever, you know, nothing set in stone if you don't have a will. So... And, you know, when people die, it brings out the ugly side of everybody. Everybody bitches about materialistic shit or shit that has value to it. It turns family members on each other and, man, so far, I haven't had to really deal with that so far, I don't think. sit here and I think about, you know, her birthday was in December. She would have been 87, I'm pretty sure, so she was 86. 
I get to I get to thinking, you know, what if she would have made it to at least see another birthday? And then I stopped myself and I said, man, she didn't want that. You know, she could care less about making it to her next birthday. She just didn't fucking care. She was ready to go. Now, whenever I get to be that bad, I don't think I'm going to get to the point where I just say, I want to go. I'm so miserable that I just want to leave this place. I'm going to sit there and say, I want to see as much shit as I can before I die. Get me out of this fucking wheelchair. Get me onto that boat or get me onto that plane. Because we're going on a fucking vacation for one last time. That's how I want to go out. I want to go out actually enjoying myself, having fun, spending my last bit of money that I do have. Actually enjoying what God has created for me here. Before I have to leave. So... I think people take life for granted. Even my grandmother took took it for granted. There was many years up to whenever she died that she just sat around. She just sat inside of her place, you know. Even even 15 years ago, that's just who she was. Didn't really get out to do much. Took all that time for granted. I've got too much shit to see. I mean, the Grand Canyon, California, Oregon, Washington. <laughs> too much to see on this planet. Shot time. Time for another shot. Woo! see the family come together when she did pass I seen my cousin Angelo that was there both my nephews Ethan and Caleb were there my sisters both were there my mother um, it's good to have everybody in one place and then the nurse came in at the end and uh, went in there did her paperwork took her pulse and pronounced her dead so I I, uh, I couldn't be a hospice nurse I can tell you that it would just take too much of a toll on me it was it was hard enough for me to be a geriatric nurse working with the elderly in nursing homes and stuff but to actually be a hospice nurse take some balls take some fucking steel balls and I don't have those. I don't have it when it comes when it comes to watching people die, and you have to be there for their family while it's happening. It's just fucking terrible, you know, to sit there and have to break the news to them and shit. Same thing with like chaplains and shit at the hospital. I couldn't do that job, man. To be the one that, you know. Your son just got in a car accident and 
he just died. I couldn't do that. I've been in hospitals and seen, you know, the chaplain go into the waiting room and tell them that and just hear the, the blood curdling screams and it was, it's just, I don't know, takes a piece of me every time. Nobody wants to uh, have to deal with that, even if they know it's coming, like in our case, even if they knew that she was, nobody wants to have to hear that. Now, um, with that being said, uh, I've just kind of been, uh, trying to regain my bearings and shit. I'm still kind of lost, at a loss for words. Uh, and I haven't really been able to think about a lot of shit. Even whenever it comes to my own life and whatnot, I've, uh, just been thinking about this nonstop for the past two or three days. And, uh, it's probably going to be that way for, like, the next month, honestly. So, anywho, yesterday... It was storming, it was lightning, it was the day after my grandmother died, and I was, I was hungry, and I was like, you know what, we're just going to go down here to this pizza place, it's a local spot downtown, it's called uh, Joe Galena's, and I like their pizza, but only if it's just cheese, or pepperoni, or I like to get their white garlic pizza with like ham and onions or whatever. Maybe they don't have they don't have beef. I usually get beef, onions, mushrooms or whatever, but they use canned mushrooms there, and I'm like that's fucking gross. So, anywho, I went there and got a couple pizzas, and it's homemade, authentic Italian crust. It was like $22 for two mediums. And, uh, got a couple bottles of beer while I was sitting there waiting. A couple rolling rocks. Sitting there, looking out the window, watching the storm come in. And I was just sitting there in this booth, and I was kind of like, man, I wish my grandmother was here to at least enjoy a slice of this pizza, you know? And, uh, it just felt kind of like that. It felt kind of like she was there. You know? And, uh, so anyways... I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. And I'm kind of like half asleep. Kind of like groggy and... Kind of like in, in between being asleep and being awake. And I... For some reason... Something tell, told me to wake up. And so whenever I woke up, I looked over at my at my fan for some reason. And 
as soon as I did that, one of my DVDs had fallen off on the floor. And, you know, like, it was pretty secure, and it would, would have taken a lot of force to be able to knock it off onto the floor. So I just feel like it was my grandmother trying to get my attention. You know, it doesn't happen that often. It's not like a regular occurrence. So, uh, anywho, anywho, uh, Lord. so we're drinking Ice House tonight, got some 16 ounce cans of Ice House, a little double shot of some Palmasan. I went and got a Mr. Fog today, a vapor, because the vapor that I've been using is out of juice and got the pods that I have are all burnt up. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to going over to my mom's house tomorrow. Just to be able to keep her company. You know, be able to give her a hug, talk to her, comfort each other. Really kind of looking forward to that. I know she's not doing too well. So, we're going to smoke a little bit of weed. I haven't really smoked any of this whole podcast. That's a shock. I went up to the dispensary yesterday and got some Max 7. For those of you that don't smoke any weed, Max 7 is um, it's a hybrid indica strain. Long story short, it tastes pretty good, it gets me high, and it was only $60 for a quarter, so I'm like, hey, <clears throat> here lately, you know, whenever I ran out of weed, um, I said, I that's just not going to fly, so I went and got some more, and I'm glad that I did, because now I need it, with all this shit going on in my life. So, anywho, I'm not going to be myself for a little while. I'm not going to be the same. Uh, you know, mainly because it makes me second guess, like I said, watching my grandmother die. She didn't die necessarily a painful death, but it wasn't ideal. And somebody being that pure and, and whatnot, you would think that they would get more out of life. They would have had a lot more, you know, I don't know. Anywho. I don't really know what to think. 
think, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, I'm kind of in this depression fit, like always, but a little bit worse. <clears throat> it really doesn't make much sense to me still. Still kind of trying to grasp a hold of things. And it was really shocking because that night, whenever it happened, whenever my grandmother died, I didn't want to leave her side. Something just kind of came over me and said, hey, you know, it's time. You got to go. You got to let her rest in peace. And... I kind of had to tell myself, you know, you got to go, man. You got to let her go. And uh, that is something that is probably the hardest part, to tell somebody your final goodbyes. So to know that you're never going to see them again. And uh, I like to think that when people are dying, that they can still hear you. I like to think that, you know, they're still somewhat conscious. They still have a soul left in there somewhere, you know? So, whenever I was kneeled down and, and sobbing on her chest, I, I had reached over and whispered in her ear that I loved her and everything. And I just think that that's, like I said, she could hear me. I feel like. And I kind of want to be, you know, if she is halfway in between the gates of heaven and earth, I would really want her to be able to hear my voice, you know? I don't know. Still kind of bothers me, I'm not going to lie. It's going to suck. My grandmother, um, she had kids, she had sons, um, but she still adopted and everything, and I feel like even if she didn't have kids, she still would have adopted, and she is my inspiration for me to adopt later down the road. It costs money and whatnot, and it's an extensive kind of thing, but I've always wanted to adopt, kind of, because there's so many kids in America, so many kids all over the world that don't have a loving family, don't have a house, they don't have food, they don't have health care, and when there's so many people already out there, you know, that need love and attention, then why sit there and have more kids put on this planet? If I adopt one kid, I'm probably not going to stop at that. I'm probably going to adopt two or three. And uh, not knowing exactly from what country or whatever, but hopefully from the United States. Uh, I'm not biased on that. I'm not set on that, but uh, I want to be able to teach them, you know, 
what it's like to be able to grow up to be a young man and what it's like to be able to grow up to be a, or a beautiful woman, you know, that's respectable. And what it's like to have morals and values and yes ma'am and no ma'am, you know. Be able to, somebody to take care of me whenever I'm 80 years old. Somebody to give my house to and my land to. <clears throat> there are so many people out there that have a wife, have a car, have a house, but they don't have kids. Now maybe it's because they can't, or maybe it's because they don't want to. I doubt that, but anywho. You get to be a certain age. It's almost like you can't fucking have kids anymore. I don't know. Especially with men. Like, once you get past your 30s, 40s, it's pretty safe to say after your 40s that you're not going to have any kids. I don't know. There's probably been at least one or two 50-year-olds that have had kids. Women... They get knocked up all the time after 40 years old and still have kids. It's crazy. But men, eh, after your 40s, like I said, your fucking, your cells are kind of like dying off. <laughs> Unless you're putting in good nutrients into your body and you're working out, you're not drinking and you're not smoking. I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to stop smoking weed. <clears throat> it's just never going to happen. I'm going to end up dying with a joint in my lips. And a lot of people will sit there and criticize you over it and say, hey, you know, you need to stop smoking. You need to stop smoking weed and everything. Or, oh, you're just addicted to it. Or, oh, you just, you're too weak to quit. Or, no, it's just I don't want to quit. There's a difference. So anyways, tonight, like I said, I, I brought home a pizza from work. And half of it was the Detroit-style cut pepperoni. And the other half was uh, beef, green peppers, and onions. Both of them were equally just as delicious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I love, you know, beef when it comes to, like, pizza, when it comes to loose beef. But if you try to feed me Italian sausage or pork sausage or anything like that, any, any type of sausage, and I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> Shot time. Time for another shot. Ah. Ooh. Damn it. So, I'm still thinking about whether or not I want to make another podcast. Still kind of 50-50. Uh, I could I don't really feel like it uh, 
And if I do, it's probably not going to be that long. <coughs> but, uh, so now it's mainly just me trying to get my bearings back mentally and physically. Trying to get back into the gym and all that good shit. Um, and I've always said this from the get-go, but you have to start eating better before you start feeling better. You can't be putting in a bunch of junk and working out and expect to see any results. And I had a friend that kept telling me that I should be working out no matter what. And if you're not putting in any good nutrients, if you're not taking in enough potassium and iron, vitamin D, and all that good stuff, you're, you're really doing more harm than good. Let's put it that way. So, <laughs> anywho, I need to start thinking about what kind of electric bike do I really want? Back to the whole electric bike thing. <sighs> which one has the biggest battery? Which one has the most powerful motor? Which one's the cheapest? You know, which one takes less to charge up? And most of them you can charge up within about six hours or less. So. With that being said, the ones I'm looking at is like 50 to 75 miles per charge. Now, figure three to six miles a day is, you know, pretty good. That'll last me a while. Let's just say six miles a day. That's, uh... 32 miles in 6 days so for a whole week it's going to last me at least a whole week of getting back and forth to work and still have some left over so it's probably going to be my uh, Christmas present I'm not going to lie that's exactly probably what I'm going to buy <coughs> And then after that, after I get my, my uh, Oklahoma Joe grill, get my e-bike, get some clothes, then I'm going to start saving. Oh, there go the sirens. 1.30 in the morning, there's police sirens going on. You know what that means. did a load of laundry earlier and you know I got to thinking about it and it's just the greatest $300 I've ever spent you know when you're living in an apartment that doesn't have any washer or dryer hookup and you can buy a portable washing machine for $300 and hook it up to your sink let it drain into your bathroom sink you know it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Without it, I'd be fucked. 
I'd have to take my laundry to a laundromat and have to haul it there and haul it back. And I got thinking, you know, if if I ended up, if this thing ever broke down, I'd have to buy another one. I'd have to spend another $300 and buy another one because it's just so convenient that I've already gotten my money's worth out of it. I've had it for probably close to a year. Since like last Christmas, I do believe, I don't know. And I've gotten my money's worth out of it already. So, anywho. Um, I'm thinking about getting another trailer. So whenever I get my e-bike, I can put a cooler on the back of it and everything like I had before. But the trailer that I have that's sitting over at my mom's house, I think it's all rusted to shit. It was like 150 bucks, you know, it's not really a lot of money. But I want to make sure that when you're riding 20 to 30 miles an hour, that it's a pretty steady, solid, you know, platform. Because I don't need to be riding a rust bucket around and have a bolt snap or something in the middle of traffic. And so $150 to me is nothing. I can go out and find another bicycle trailer that's actually going to fit um, the e-bike that I have. So this time around, a little bit smarter about that type of thing. Maybe get a bike trailer that folds up. Maybe something that's a little more portable. Maybe one that's even made out of cloth with a metal frame. I don't know. Carrying this e-bike up and down the stairs and carrying the trailer up and down the stairs and storing it is going to be quite the task. And it'll be... A lot easier if I had a motorized bike to pull a trailer when it's cold outside. So that way, you know, don't have to uh, <clears throat> exhaust myself. So, another thing I thought about is running some heat tape. Getting some heat tape that maybe plugs into a portable battery bank putting that heat tape on my e-bike battery to keep it warm during the winter because if it gets below a certain temperature you're kind of fucked so if you're outside for more than 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever you can really do a lot of damage to your battery if it gets below negative four lithium batteries you know after they get gets below negative four degrees they start what they call um, plating, lithium plating, which means I'm pretty sure that the lithium inside the battery starts like plating itself over, kind of coating itself over, and then it's less efficient. So, anywho, I might make another podcast sure I will but I think I'm going to go ahead and end this one where it is so till the next one it was real it was fun 
but it wasn't real fun. Deuces.